Welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha, a podcast shared by David Roylance. This podcast is dedicated to guiding you to completely eliminate the discontent mind and the suffering it causes by attaining enlightenment. Learn and practice the teachings of Gotama Buddha that will guide you to fully attain a peaceful, calm, serene, and content mind with joy. To support this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha or visit buddhadailywisdom.com where you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online learning resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Now, here's our teacher to share more. Sawadikap. Hello and welcome to Daily Wisdom, Walking the Path with the Buddha. Today is our group learning program and we're doing meditation together. I'm going to guide you guys in a breathing mindfulness meditation session. Each Wednesday, we rotate between breathing mindfulness meditation and loving kindness meditation. This is a time for you to come together to encourage, support, and motivate each other in your meditation practice and build up your own meditation practice with guidance from a teacher. I'm going to guide you guys in meditation and then afterwards open up to any questions that you guys might have related to the path to enlightenment. This style of meditation is the primary form of meditation that the Buddha taught, and that's because it addresses one of the primary problems in the mind, which is craving desire attachment, that mental longing for something with a strong eagerness. This is the cause of all discontent feelings, so breathing mindfulness meditation is helping you to eliminate that so that you can get control and discipline of the mind, bringing the mind back to the breath. We're going to be focusing on the breath to be able to build mindfulness or awareness of mind, as well as concentration, focusing on a single object to develop concentration. And wherever you see that the mind moves off the breath, you're going to cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath. No need to label the thought, observe it, try to figure it out, or anything like that. Just wherever you see the thought arise in the mind and the mind is moved off the breath, Just cut it and bring the mind back. So I'll guide you guys in this meditation and then there'll be a period of time where there'll just be complete quiet while you're doing the work to actually meditate. And then we'll open up to any questions after we meditate. The way that we go into meditation and out of meditation is I do chanting. There's nothing mystical or magical here with these chants. It just really helps to ease the mind into meditation, cultivating some mindfulness and concentration, awareness of the breath. There are some other benefits as well, but it helps to ease the mind into meditation, get more benefit out of the meditation, and then ease the mind back out of meditation. So if you know these chants, you're welcome to chant along. I teach these as part of the group learning program, which is going to be restarting on January 8th. So from that point forward, there's a seven-month period where I'll be teaching all the aspects of this path using the book, Developing a Life Practice, The Path That Leads to Enlightenment. We'll go chapter by chapter each Sunday. And then on Wednesday, we'll come together and do meditation. So I'd like to welcome all of you, whether you're joining us for the first time or you've been joining regularly, and at the same time, invite you to join for meditation. So what you'd like to do is get your body into a nice position. And typically when you're learning online like this, this is typically the seated position, but there's also lying, standing, and walking as well. So if you're in the seated position, you're probably sitting on the floor with a cushion under your rear with the legs lightly crossed, 
or you might be sitting in a chair with your feet flat on the floor or crossed at the ankles. It's really up to you how you would like to do that because there's not just one fixed way. You're not training the body, you're training the mind. So the lower body should be comfortable, not luxurious and not painful, but in the middle, nice and comfortable. Then the hands and the arms, the Buddha placed his right hand over his left, he put his thumbs together, and then he put that into his lap. Again, if that's comfortable, use it. If not, there's other options as well, like putting your palms on your thighs, your palms on your knees, maybe your palms up. If you're in a chair that has armrests, maybe you even place your arms on the armrests of the chair so that your lower body and the hands and arms are just resting comfortably. Not luxurious, not painful, but comfortable. The upper body, you would like to keep that erect. By keeping the spine erect or straight, this keeps the mind attentive and alert during the meditation session because this is a dedicated, active, purposeful training session where you're actively training the mind to either eliminate unwholesome qualities or cultivate wholesome qualities. So that's what you're doing with this dedicated training. So you'll need to have your mind to be attentive and alert during the meditation. By keeping your upper body erect, that's what accomplishes that for you. Next, you would like to just close the eyes and start breathing in through the nose and out through the nose. Here you're just working on establishing the breath. A nice gradual inhale through the nose and a nice gradual exhale through the nose. I'm going to do some chanting and then I'll be back with some guidance. You're welcome to join along in the chants. And then the other option is to just reside here with the breath, establishing the breath, breathing in and out. And then after the chanting, I'll come back with some more guidance to help you get into meditation. Ah, 
ಸಂಪುತಸ ಪೀತಿ exhaling out through the nose here you're just establishing the breath you're not trying to force the breath or control it you're just breathing in naturally through the nose experiencing the full breath and then when you get to it exhale through the nose gradually experiencing the full exhale breathing in in out breathing in in out Your breath isn't going to necessarily match up to the guidance that I provide. This is your practice. So you breathe as you need. I'm just here for guidance, just to remind you to breathe in gradually through the nose. And wherever you get to it, breathe out gradually through the nose. Once the breath is well established, start fixating the mind on the sound of the breath or the sensation of air moving into the nose the breath is the present moment fixate the mind on the breath the present moment breathing in in out Breathing in, in, out. With the mind fixated on the breath, anytime the mind moves off the breath, cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. No need to judge the thought, analyze it, label it or even observe it for any reason just wherever you observe that the mind is off the breath cut it off let it go and come back to the breath the present moment breathing in 
in, out. Breathing in. In, out. I'm going to be quiet now and let you do this work of focusing on the breath. And any time the mind moves off the breath, you cut that off, let it go, and come back to the breath, the present moment. You have nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. No one needs you right now. This is your time to focus on the breath. Breathing in. In, out.
to slowly make your way out of meditation. What we do towards the end of this class is just open up to any questions that you guys might have related to meditation or the Four Noble Truths, the Eightfold Path, the Five Precepts, the Three Poisons, the Natural Law of Gamma, really anything and everything about the path to enlightenment, whether you're learning it here with me or you've seen something somewhere else and you would like to get some insight on that, you're welcome to ask any and all questions that you like. You can put those into Facebook, YouTube, or Zoom, or you can raise your hand in Zoom and ask any questions that you like. Yes, thank you, sir. Um, how does meditation help us to learn to cut off and let go of discontent feelings? I saw a question in the Facebook group actually about this, and I was wondering if you could give a little bit more clarity to that. Sure, please, sir. sure. So 
the reason why the unenlightened mind experiences discontentedness is because of craving desire attachment this is the mental longing and strong eagerness the chasing after the objects of your affection the yearning the wanting things to be a certain way the expectations the mind wants what it wants and it's chasing after that and the mind is undisciplined it's untrained it's uncontrolled because it lacks the wisdom of how to do that in the unenlightened state so with this craving this mental longing and strong eagerness if it gets the objects of its affection it gets these pleasant feelings that are conditioned on some impermanent condition and now when that changes then the mind moves to painful feelings so this is all occurring because of the ignorance or the unknowing of true reality and one of the feelings that oftentimes comes up in the mind is anger or sadness or frustration or irritation that's part of those painful feelings so with this craving anger and ignorance polluting the mind now the mind is uncalm it's shaken up it can no longer access wisdom to make wise decisions and we tend to make unwise decisions in the unenlightened state which leads to unwholesome outcomes but when we cultivate wisdom on this path of learning how to train the mind among other things which meditation is helping to train the mind but you're learning the wisdom of the buddhist teachings you're not believing them you're learning reflecting to independently verify and then you're practicing to transform the mind to uproot the pollution of mind get it out of the mind and now the mind is purified it's unconditioned so with this mental longing and wanting things to be a certain way in this ignorance what meditation is doing is you're learning how to train the mind you're gaining this wisdom of how to uproot craving out of the mind so that when the mind moves off the breath you can cut that off and let it go and bring the mind back to the breath so when you're in daily life when the anger arises or the frustration arises or some other discontent feeling even the happiness the excitement the elation if you're unaware that these things are arising then you can't skillfully eliminate them so what you learn is what's called the eightfold path the entire path but specifically around mental discipline you learn right effort right mindfulness and right concentration so in breathing mindfulness meditation you're arising mindfulness this awareness of mind so that you can be aware of the mind more and more readily in all parts of your life and you're developing this concentration this ability to focus on a fixed object like the breath and then you're applying right effort anytime you see the mind is off the breath you cut it off and let it go come back cut it off and let it go and come back cut it off and let it go and come back so that now in daily life you understand this discontentedness is the problem craving desire attachment is the cause so now when you experience the arising discontent feelings whether they're pleasant feelings painful feelings or neither painful nor pleasant when you can see that with mindfulness through the four foundations of mindfulness which is the bodily sensations the feelings the condition of the mind and the mental objects you would like to catch it as a bodily sensation where you see the pain coming up the say the anger i talk about this one because people tend to be more in touch with this is before you get angry before it becomes feelings there's some bodily sensations there's something in the chest or there's some rising feeling there's some pressure or some heat or something like this and when you see those bodily sensations 
if you've been training in meditation regularly to cut off thoughts and let them go, now when you see those bodily sensations, you can cut that off and let it go and redirect the mind to something else where you're gaining this discipline and control over the mind. If you miss it as a bodily sensation, it'll become a feeling like anger or sadness or frustration, and you can still cut it off and let it go there. But the water has come into the boat at that point. You got to get the water out. What you're trying to do is prevent the water from coming into the boat by catching it as a bodily sensation and cutting it off and letting it go there. But depending on how strong your cravings are, even learning this, you're still going to experience some feelings of discontentedness. So you either cut it off at the bodily sensations, you cut it off at the feelings. If you don't cut it off there, it's going to affect the condition of the mind. And then it's going to feed these mental objects of something like ill will. The more that you can be aware of these bodily sensations and cut it off there and let it go, then you're gaining more and more control over the mind. Eventually, you'll eliminate all the craving, desire, attachments that are producing the discontentedness. So the mind will no longer get discontent. But in the process, as you're transforming the mind, this breathing mindfulness meditation is there for you to develop your mindfulness so that you develop those four foundations of mindfulness bodily sensations, feelings, condition of the mind, and mental objects, that you're building the concentration, being able to focus on a single object, and you're gaining the ability to eliminate the craving, desire, attachments, so that when the mind is longing and yearning for something, wanting it to be a certain way, you can cut that off and let it go. And if you've been training in meditation to do that, then you'll be able to do it in daily life too. So in meditation, you're cutting off all thoughts. You're not trying to eliminate the thoughts. You can't actually eliminate the thoughts, but you're getting this more and more discipline of the mind, more control of it. You're cutting off all thoughts. But then in daily life, whenever an unwholesome thought arises, then you cut that off. If you have a wholesome thought, you can follow that through. You know, you would like to go out to dinner with your family, or you'd like to take a trip together, or you'd like to go give somebody a hug and a kiss, you know, go ahead. That's wholesome. That's producing better and better relationships. If you'd like to go learn somewhere, you'd like to come to this class, that's a wholesome thought. Go forward with that. But where you see unwholesome things arising, mainly discontentedness, but also any kind of cravings, desires, attachments, you would like to cut those off and let them go, gaining this inner discipline of the mind. And this is how when you're meditating regularly over a consistent long-term period, you're developing those qualities of mindfulness, concentration, and you're eliminating craving, desire, attachment, which then get applied in your daily life as you're going through life and you observe discontentedness arising then you can actually do something with it. You can cut it off and let it go until you get to the point where it no longer arises anymore. And you'll see this gradual diminishing of discontentedness as you're training and breathing mindfulness meditation and you're doing this work outside of meditation. You'll gradually see discontentedness diminishing more and more and more until that same thing that used to arise anger in the mind happens And the mind's just still peaceful and joyful. And you know that the mind's getting more and more liberated, not having these strong feelings any longer. Yes, thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. So it seems that in day-to-day life, this redirecting the mind or distracting the mind, moving to something else, that's not the cutting off and letting go. The cutting off and letting go, and please give me clarity on this, sir, is where 
in daily life, we can feel bodily sensations, notice them, and it's almost not even a thought, just automatically in the mind, cut that off, let that go, make a choice that we're not going to feel this right now. And then that bodily sensation goes away and we can just move on without any feelings of discontentedness. Is that correct, sir? Exactly. So since you were able to catch it at the bodily sensation and let it go, it never polluted the mind with the feelings, those conditioned feelings. So now you can just move on in your day and not be affected by these conditioned feelings. And the more that you do this, then the mind gets more and more used to not basing its feelings on these conditions. So when you feel the pleasant feelings, like you get this news that mom's coming to visit you or you know you got a raise at work or somebody's giving you a gift and you open the gift and it's like oh wow this is such a nice gift instead of oh my goodness this is such an amazing gift how could you ever give me this gift how could you think about it? oh my goodness God, la, 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 la. i really need i've really been wanting this so badly right so when you allow the mind to experience those conditioned pleasant feelings then it's only a matter of time before those conditions change. And now there's the painful feelings that come in, but we don't associate those two things because sometimes they're really far apart from each other. Sometimes as much as six months or a year or two or three, because you can get a job that you're really excited about and you get all these pleasant feelings that you got this job and this job might end three years from now or five years from now. And now you feel miserable that this job is over and you don't associate that those painful feelings is based on when you first got the job, you got these conditioned pleasant feelings. So when you relate these two and you can see the bodily sensations and you cut off the mind's interest in these pleasant feelings that are based on some condition, now you won't experience the painful feelings either. And as you clear this out more and more, then you experience this unconditioned peacefulness, this unconditioned joy, where the mind's just always joyful. If you get a new job, the mind's joyful. And then when the job's over, however many months or years later, it just makes sense because you already know the job was impermanent. You weren't craving and clinging and holding on to this job expecting it to be permanent so that when you get the news that oh you're being laid off or the company's going out of business or uh, whatever it is then it just makes sense it's like yeah of course well the job's impermanent so i'll just need to go find a new job now you know thank you for letting me know and i'll go find a new job now and you can just reside peaceful and joyful rather than being sad or feeling any other way so Yes, the, the cutting off and letting go is at the bodily sensations, but the mind will experience these conditioned feelings as you're transitioning, right? Because you're trying to get more and more of a grasp on noticing the bodily sensations and cutting it off there, but you're not going to always be able to do that as you're moving your mind closer and closer to enlightenment. So where you do see the feelings come into the mind, you can try to cut it off and let it go there. But if for some reason you can't do that, then there's always the ability to redirect the mind. So say like I'm on the phone, I just got the news that I'm getting laid off and the company's going out of business or what have you. And you start feeling this sadness come into the mind. And oh my goodness, I didn't catch it as a bodily sensation. Here's those feelings of sadness coming in. You know what? Let me go for a bike ride. 
Let me go. Let me go for a walk. You know, let me go to the mall, walk around. Let me go get something to eat with a friend. This is like redirecting the mind instead of sitting there with those miserable feelings and allowing the mind to just permeate with this frustration or sadness or what have you, you redirect the mind to something else. Go for a bike ride, go for a walk, go play a video game, go watch a movie, go do something, redirect the mind. More and more, you will gain control over the mind where you won't have to do that because you'll be catching it sooner and sooner at the bodily sensations and just cutting it off and letting it go there. But as you're transitioning and your mind doesn't really have the real control and discipline, you might need to redirect the mind this way to be able to cut off the feelings. And now the mind gets more and more proficient at doing that because you're meditating for a longer and longer periods of time over a consistent long-term period of three months, six months, a year, two years. You're accumulating the benefits more and more. You've done a lot of this redirecting of the mind. So now you might be six months, a year, two years, three years into it, however long. And then your practice has developed to the point where you can observe the bodily sensations. You can catch it there, cut it off and let it go. No big deal. And this is where the Buddha says this individual is very close to enlightenment. When you can observe the bodily sensations that are arising and you can cut it off and let it go there, you're very close to enlightenment. It doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow or the next week, but within the next year or two, you will be able to get to enlightenment if you're able to get to the point where you can observe the bodily sensations every time that discontentedness is starting to arise and you can cut it off and let it go there easily and reside peaceful and joyful. Well, you're still getting that sensation. So there's still craving, desire, attachment in there, but you've at least got the mind trained to a point where you can observe the bodily sensations and you can cut it off and let it go at that point. So this person is very close to enlightenment when they're able to develop their practice to that point. Thank you, sir. Um, would this, would a person not be able to cut off and let go of this when it becomes feelings in the mind or is that only bodily sensations where we can cut it off and let it go? Does there have to be this redirection of the mind if it moves into feelings? You can cut it off as a bodily sensation, a feeling, or a condition of the mind. But oftentimes when people are just starting out within the first year or so, they don't have the discipline necessarily to just observe the the bodily sensation and cut it off and let it go. There are some people that have that ability earlier than others, of course, because everybody develops at different pace. So where somebody doesn't have that, this redirecting of the mind is really helpful to train the mind to cut it off and let it go. Where somebody whose practice is further along, you can almost sit there and be like, yep, there's the bodily sensations. Ah, there's the feelings coming in. Yep, I feel that. And you can cut it off. You would rather it not become a feeling. You would rather catch at the bodily sensations and cut it off there. In the unenlightened state before we're on this path, we're typically so unaware of this whole process that it goes bodily sensations, feelings, bada bing, bada boom. Next thing you know, you're angry for a week or two over some simple little thing, right? It just all flies right by. But when you start slowing the mind down in meditation by focusing on the breath and developing that singleness of mind and just really have a real gradual natural breath, you can see those bodily sensations sometimes for many seconds 
before it ever becomes a feeling. And you can actually feel it enter into the mind. It's like, oh, wow, there's those pleasant feelings. Or, oh, wow, there's those painful feelings. You can feel it rising up in the body. You can feel that bodily sensation. And then, whoom, there it is in the mind. And then when you get to that point where you can observe that level of detail, then you can just catch it at the bodily sensations, cutting it off there, letting it go. If you miss it there, cut it off and let it go as a feeling. If you missed it there, your mind was still polluted with the anger, the sadness or whatever. You're noticing a few hours are going by. You're still frustrated. You're still angry. You can cut it off and let it go there. But you've got this other tool of redirecting the mind. This is what will help the mind to release it and let it go. And it's part of the training, which after you accumulate enough benefits of meditation over a consistent long-term period, you probably won't have to do that. You can just cut it off internally in the mind. But as you're getting going, this redirecting of the mind is really good. We did this with Bailan when he was an infant even, you know, when he would be playing on the ground, three months, six months, you know, year old, and maybe something would happen and he would start crying. We would point to the window and be like, what was that? Was that a bird or is that a cloud? What was that? Did you see that? I don't know if I saw that. We're not interested in lying. So we were like, what was that? Was that a bird? So when you're asking a question, you're not lying, right? You're just asking a question. And right away, he would snap out of it. And he would cry, you know, just for like that one second, that two seconds, and then boom, we would redirect his mind and he would immediately stop crying. And then we would walk him over to the window. We would look around. We would be curious and looking around. And because of this, he didn't really cry much as a child. And when he did cry, we were able to stop it right away. You know, when we would take these long flights from America to Thailand, 24 hours. He didn't cry on these flights at all. Uh, we were able to, to help him to not need to do that, you know, so you can do this with your own mind. You can do this with children, even a two-year-old, a four-year-old, a six-year-old when they're crying because they don't necessarily know the four foundations of mindfulness. They don't understand craving. They don't understand this, but you do. So where you observe their mind being discontent, you can boom, boom redirect their mind to something else um, rather than just dwell in the sadness that's not what you're interested in doing because the longer you allow the mind to dwell in that sadness, it gets used to just being in the sadness or it gets used to being in the frustration or the anger. It just gets used to that. So the mind is wired that way. So what you're trying to do is like short circuit the mind and by redirecting it, you're rewiring the mind like, no, I'm not going to allow the mind to feel sad right now. I'm going to redirect it to this bike ride, bada boom, and I'm out riding a bike. Right. And now you're out riding a bike. You're enjoying that. You come home and now maybe the mind feels better. But if now you feel feelings arising again, then boom, you redirect it again to something else. But you're doing this with healthy things where what we do sometimes in the unenlightened state is we might turn to a substance like alcohol or some other drug. Right. And then this becomes the way that the mind's chasing after the pleasant feelings based on some condition like a substance. But what you're doing is you're rewiring the mind to no longer do that so that you can now have this control that where you see the sadness or you see even the conditioned happiness, excitement, elation coming into the mind, you cut that off and let it go and redirect it somewhere else. 
that's the way to gain this control over the mind as you're working all the way through many weeks and months of building up your meditation practice. Yes, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. It does not appear that there are any other questions at this time, sir. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining for today's meditation. Thank you for the questions. I appreciate your dedication and diligence to the path to enlightenment. Just to let you know about our future classes is next week, we're going to be doing our loving kindness meditation in our Wednesday class. And then on Saturdays, of course, we do the Polycanon in English study group. And this Sunday, we're going to be doing the path to enlightenment practicing the path in the workplace. This is part of that retreat series, Harmony and Relationships, where I'm helping you to develop this harmony in your relationships through understanding various aspects of the path that will help you to better inform your practice. And one of the questions that I often get is, you know, if I'm at work and I'm practicing right speech and being kind and friendly and respectful to everybody, but nobody's being that way with me, you know, how do I function like this? Or if I'm trying to get rid of craving, desire, attachment, but my boss has this craving for me to perform, how do I handle this? How do I deal with this? So I'm going to be helping you guys understand how to practice these teachings in the workplace. So you guys are welcome to join any of these classes at the same time, Sunday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 9 p.m. Thai time, whatever time that is for you, you're welcome to join right here online. And where you miss these classes, then there's the recordings on Facebook, YouTube, or the podcast, and you can continue on with your learning, digesting the content at whatever time you like. And then on January 8th, we're going to be restarting the program for the group learning program. And on January 28th, we're going to be restarting the Polycanon in English study group. This program, the Polycanon in English study group, you can really join that at any time, but we're going to be restarting it on the 28th. So some people might be interested to know that. So you can join any of these classes. I'd be pleased to help you guys on the path and you're welcome to reach out for any personal guidance through posting in Facebook, through asking questions online, through sending a personal message or scheduling personal guidance. I'd be pleased to help you and any of your friends or family that might need help. So we'll see you guys in a future class. Have a very lovely and wonderful rest of your day. Sawadee Thank you for listening to this podcast. To provide support for this podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash support Buddha. To access more teachings, visit buddhadailywisdom.com. There, you will discover a full range of courses, retreats, and online resources to assist you on the path to enlightenment. Remember to establish a daily, consistent meditation practice, along with learning and practicing these teachings. A well-developed meditation practice is the foundation in which to train the mind to attain enlightenment.